0: Oh God
1: shalom shalom shalom, 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 evening people of God, I believe you are all doing well, God bless you, Na see, God bless you, Delight Senna, God bless you, Nandi, God bless you, God bless you, Akosia Ediki, God bless you, Lady Prestige. the Lord bless you, the Lord bless you, God bless you, Lydia Ayonsu, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Mr. Tavitra, D H, God bless you, Jerry. There has been a long time. God bless you. And increase your grace and oil in the name of Jesus. Isaac Lamte, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Felix Montana, God bless you. Bree, God bless you. Tracy, God bless you. 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 Wow. Faithful Nanaya, God bless you. God bless everybody. God bless everybody. God bless everybody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's always an excited moment to have all of you here in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm so glad and honored to have you all here once again. And I believe strongly that anytime time the Lord rings the bell, For a meeting like this and people still gather But it means the Lord has someone to bless And the Lord has a destiny and a life to transform Hallelujah, and I speak into your life In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus That this evening your transformation has come This word is going to transform your destiny In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus There is somebody listening to me a certain thought of suicide has been tormenting you for the past five days. The gracious Lord, by the power of his word, is going to set you free in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You are going to be delivered straight forward by the hand of the Lord and even by the angels of God. The Bible said, you, the angels of God, you that excel in strength, the power of God will come upon somebody. The word of the Lord declares. That Jesus entered into the synagogue of the Jews, even to preach, and the power of God was already present to heal. The power of God was present to heal. I speak in Jesus' mighty name. The healing power of God will touch your body in the name of the Lord Jesus. May the hand of the Lord touch you right now. May your soul be set loose and free from the shackles of wickedness in Jesus precious mighty name, Amen Glory to Jesus once again I'm so excited to have everybody here, my daughter Major Sandy, get ready I want to say this, congratulations in advance God bless you, God bless Major Sandy, God bless you God bless you Hallelujah Hallelujah, my son God bless you Congratulations in advance to, hey, I think today, blessed be God, blessed be God. It would allow me to teach every special person.
2: Alright.
1: Hallelujah. Alright, blessed be God. Let's take a word of prayer right now. Merciful Lord, we give you praise and glory. We honor you for such a time as this in your presence, in the name of Jesus. The word of the Lord said, And the time came Jesus entered into the synagogue to teach, And the power of God was present to heal. We decree in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, That your power that backs your word, Will bring forth manifestations of your spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I decree that as your word cometh, let every hit that has been attacked by the enemy be loosed in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. For the Bible says that the entrance of thy word giveth light and giveth understanding unto the sinner. I speak on the authority of your word, any claim of guidance that has involved certain parts of the destinies of your people, as your word cometh, O Lord. Let light shine in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your light shine in the mighty name of Jesus. Let your light shine in the mighty name of Jesus. Release testimonies, O God, in Jesus' precious mighty name. The Bible said, And the world became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, full of grace and truth. In Jesus' mighty name. Let this word that is coming to the hearts of your people receive even the manifestation of the Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. Let the word become flesh in the destinies of your people and cause our eyes to behold your glory. For we know until the word becomes flesh, there is no glory. Therefore, Lord, let your glory be seen in the destinies of your people, that it shall be said, the Lord said it and he has fulfilled it. We give you all the praise and the glory. Even in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amen. I want to thank God once again for your lives. And also want to give glory to the Lord for giving us this wonderful opportunity to be in the midst of His church. To be a blessing to them hallelujah all right all right i am not of myself i came to speak the very words of the lord so if only you would believe that these are the very words of the lord it will transform your destiny and the wicked one will not have ownership over your destiny hallelujah so get your heart ready to receive the word of god with meekness which is able to transform and save your soul in the mighty name of Jesus Amen now, this evening I want to take time to touch on something very, very prophetic very, very prophetic alright I'm talking about the mystery of gates 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 So it will be good for you to get your notepads and your poems ready Get your notebooks and things. Don't try to cram everything into your head, you know, between the person. So get a book and a pen and write something down. The Lord is willing to help us in the name of Jesus. I'm actually talking about the gates of Zion, but I want to first talk about what gates are. That is why I've entitled the message, The Mystery of Gates so that first we all will have an introduction and an understanding of what basically the gate is. Are you all with me? Great. Great. So we are talking about the mystery of gates and um, the main topic actually is the gates of Zion. So the mystery of gates is actually going to be the introductory topic are you getting it uh, so that that will help us get the foundation of what gifts are all right let me start by saying this the word of the lord said "There is." time for everything and a purpose and a season for every purpose under the sun now anytime you study your bible and you hear the word under the sun the word of the lord is actually making mention of a habitation for human beings or let me say a habitation known as the terrestrial habitations the terrestrial habitations. To any time you hear the word under the sun, I believe you can all hear me, please. Is he okay now? Good. All right. So, is he okay? All right. That's great. That's great. That's great. Now. The Bible said that there is a time for everything and a season for every purpose under the sun. And anytime you hear the word under the sun in the scriptures, the Bible is actually making mention of what we call terrestrial habitations. So when you hear the word under the sun, it simply means that which is in the region of the terrestrials. So when we read the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 40, the Bible said, There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. Are you getting it? So anytime we speak of that which is under the sun, we are speaking of earthly, that which is on the earth also known as terrestrial, you really need this, because many of us have read the book of Proverbs and the book of um, Ecclesiastes several times that we came across the word under the sun, under the sun, but we we don't really have any understanding about that. All right, is that clear? You need, you need to know that as a foundation. Anytime the Bible makes mention of under the sun, he's speaking of that which is earthly. Anything that is on the earth. Good. Okay. Can you hear me? Is you okay? I've reduced the music drastically so i don't know i'm sure maybe it's the network or something But i have reduced it okay so everything is fine now Thank you, Jesus. All right. we bless them. Now, this is what I want all of us to understand. According to the word of the Lord, we are told that there is time for everything. And there is a season for every purpose under the sun. And I told you that anytime you hear the word under the sun, It basically means that which is earthly or that which is in the terrestrial region, see. Mm. Now, the word of the Lord also said, Everything that has a beginning has an end under the sun. Anything that has a beginning also has an end under the sun. That is to say, this earth everything that is found on the earth has a beginning and an end now when you enter into the regions of the spirit realm anything that has a beginning and an end is a gate don't forget it write it in the spirit realm anything that has a beginning and an end is a gate Where the beginning speaks of the opening, and the end speaks of the closure. Good. Now, with this understanding, you would have to know that even the life of humans started at a point and it will end at a point that will also help us to have understanding on how to do things on the surface of the earth understand also that anytime time you hear of a gate, there must be a key. Are you following? I'm trying to just make some foundational um, declarations so that we can get more understanding when we move into the depth of the word of God. Good. So, put this at the back of your mind. Now, the word of the Lord made us understand something. Anytime the Bible makes mention of a place, a place, most of the times, the word of the Lord is actually speaking of gates. Especially, the word of the Lord told us in the book of Ephesians, In the book of Ephesians, chapter 2. Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 6. That God has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So we are seated in Christ in heavenly places. Now, that heavenly places that the bible is making mention of is actually gates in the spirit follow me i'm laying a foundation so anytime the bible is making mention of a place Especially when the Bible says that don't let this person get a place in your life. It means that dimension is a gate. And understand that anytime there is a gate, surely there must be an opening and there must be be a closure. So if somebody is gaining a place in your life, it means that the person is going to have dominion over that gate because a place is a gate. So the word of the Lord told us in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 26. The Bible said, Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Verse 27 he said, Neither give place to the devil. Don't give a place to the devil. Don't give a place to the devil. Don't give a place to the devil. Because the word of the Lord told us there is a reason why we are not supposed to give a place to the devil. That means when you get angry and you say you are preparing a place in your life for the devil to come and stand. And understand that that place you are preparing is a gate. That means that anytime time the devil gains that place, he will open something or close something in your life. Don't forget it. I love the message Bible. He said, go ahead and be angry. You, you do well. To, you do well to be angry. But don't use your anger to fuel as fuel for revenge. I love this one. And don't stay angry. Don't go to bed angry. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Wow. Wow. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. That means when you get angry and you decide to get angrier of the next day, don't the bible said don't stay angry don't even go to bed angry that means before you can go to bed you need to purify your heart and your mind let every anger disappear from your your heart and your mind then you can go to bed because if you try to sleep over anger you are giving the enemy a a foothold a place and i told you every place in your life is a gate So, there are many places, and there are many, so that means there are many gates in your life. Even in heaven, the Bible said we are seated in heavenly places. So, there are a lot of gates in heaven. Now, I broke it down in a simple way for you to understand that anything that has a beginning and has an end is a gate. So, in your life, in your life, you have gates. Are you follow if you get this foundation, it will help you because where we are about to go. So, now let me let me start by saying this you see, when you see the human life. You would think that the human life does not have an end that it has. Just that the end of the human life is not as it has been told us. I don't know if you get what I'm trying to say. The end of the human life is not what they told us. There is surely an end. The Bible said, behold, there is surely an end. And the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. So there is an end. Your life has a beginning because you were born. And it will surely have an end. Your end is not when you die. Your end is called the glory of God. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So death is not the end of life. Death is actually a transition. It means you have moved out of a p- one place to a different place but understand that you were born so your birth signifies your beginning and definitely you will end your end will definitely be in god no matter who you are put that at the back of your mind so now if everything under the sun that has a beginning and an end is a gate then understand that you you are a gate And you, that is a gate, there are a lot of gates in you. So, a man of God was preaching some time ago and he said, Men are gates, so treat men with care. Many of us did not understand what he said. It's a heavy word in the realm of the spirit. Then men are gates, enter with care. So, your entire life is a gate, but inside your entire life, there are other gates. And those gates that are in your life, in fact, plenty that cannot be numbered, because many things are starting and ending in your own life at every point in time. So, definitely, you are going to marry. So, you are going to start what we call marriage. And definitely, that marriage will end in God. So, that marriage is a gate. Definitely you are going to travel. That traveling is a gate. Everything about your life, so long as your entire life even started from a beginning, it means your entire life is a gate. How much more things that are inside your life? So the best thing you need to understand in life is that I am a gate and every part of my life is a gate. Your eyes are gates. So, if you use your gate in a negative way, you attract negative spirits because gates are always, spir- they, are, they are places where spirits are trying to have rulership over. And I'm going to take my time and explain. So, one definition for a gate is that a gate is a spiritual portal. A gate is a spiritual portal, and a place of authority, where dominion is exercised. A gate is a spiritual portal, and a place of authority, where dominion is exercised. Now, listen to me, when you are walking about and you see an uncompleted building, now, sometimes when they are building, in fact, when they are building the house, they will leave a space where they will will put in the, um, the gates. Are you following? Good. So when you see that uncompleted building, sometimes, because they have not completed the house, Anybody can go through that opening space. You can go. You can just enter anywhere and come back. But the moment the gates are fixed, they will put something like a locker that you will use to lock it. When you are inside the room, you will lock it behind. When you are outside, you will lock it in front. Now, you lock the gate so that there will be no intruder. Because there are certain things in the room you don't want them to go out. And there are certain things outside the room you don't want them to get in. Good. That is how your life has been made. Not everything is supposed to enter into your life. And not everything is supposed to live your life. Now, with this understanding, you would have to note that sometimes getting a lock for the gate is not enough. You still need a gatekeeper. And anytime the Bible makes mention of a keeper, the word keeper actually means a priest. So, the word of the law said when God made Adam and put Adam in the garden, he told Adam that dress and keep the garden dress and keep the garden dress and keep the garden the dressing part of the garden speaks of the royalty that god was giving to adam and the keeping part of the garden was the priesthood assignment that god was giving to him that is what the Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, that we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We are a royal priesthood. The royalty speaks of how we dress what God has given to us. Now, the dressing there speaks of you making it flourish. You get it? So that that which you have, God will return and see that it has blossomed. The priesthood dimension speaks of you keeping watch over it so that no intruder will attack that which God has given you. So you remember that if the serpent entered into the garden to deceive man, then you have to understand that man lost his priesthood, not his royalty. He was not able to keep that with God has given to him that is why even you as a human being the word of the Lord will tell us in the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 that guard your heart with all diligence and that word guard means keep keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life keep your heart with all diligence that means if you are not a diligent personality there is no way you can keep your own heart And understand that your heart is like a field, like a land, a fertile land. The very day you got born again was the very day the Lord gave you a new heart. you remember the prayer David prayed? Give unto me a new heart and renew a right spirit in me. That is the sign of born again. So the day you get born again, God will plow the land. He will mix it with manure. Fertilizer and make it so fertile so that every seed whether good or evil seed that falls on it, it will grow. So as your heart is, there are a lot of good seeds trying to enter the land of your heart. There are a lot of bad seeds also trying to enter the, the land of your heart. Now these seeds will pass through the gate before they get to the land, understand that? Your heart is a garden, and you build a fence around it. And that fence you build around your heart, you need to leave a space called a gate, so that when you want to go and plant good seeds, you can pass through that gate. After you have planted the good seeds, you can pass through the same gate and go back. But make sure that you fence your heart, so that and the fencing of your heart is the assignment of your priesthood. I'm still on the foundation, so are you getting what I'm saying? Good. Now, if you have understood this, then I'm trying to let you know this. Your marriage is a gate. Your traveling is a gate. Even your entire life is a gate. So everything that has a beginning in your life is a gate. Definitely your marriage started your traveling started your childbirth started or everything started in your life and it will surely end in glory one day so every part of your destiny is a gate and that gate is a place of authority because anybody that gains mastery at your gate has conquered that area of your life So many of us, the enemy is trying to take ownership over the gates of our marriage. If you don't do your priesthood assignment well as a gatekeeper over your marriage, in prayer and in all manner of spiritual activities, you will leave the gate of your marriage to the enemy. You can be flourishing financially, but he will destroy your marriage. Because there are a lot of gates in your life. Your financial life is a gate. That is why many people can flourish in other things and in the other dimensions of their lives, they are struggling. Some people are good in the priesthood over the area of academics. They will study, they will pray concerning the academics when the results come excellent. But when they come to the area of marriage, they just can't pray about their marriages. Then the enemy will lay hold. The of the Lord upon you. And I told you this that said, a gate is a spiritual portal and a place of authority where dominion is exercised. So anybody that gains access to your gate will manifest dominion or that person will dominate that area of your life so the enemy wants to dominate your marriage so the first thing he needs is that he wants the gate of your marriage that is why every gate will need a gatekeeper every gate will need a gatekeeper it is the gatekeeper that will allow good things to enter and will stop bad things from entering and even when bad things find their way to enter through the gate, the gate should find it a way to cast out these negative things. Are you following? You must say, so, please, is the prayer the gatekeeper? It is one of the assignments. Prayer is not the only thing we, we, we do to keep our gates. As time goes on, as we continue with the message, I'm going to explain a lot of things. Good. Now, let us, let's shoot into the deeper dimensions. Are you, are you with me? Good. Now, with this basic understanding and foundation of gifts, you would have to understand that every nation in the times of old, every nation or country would build a fence around itself. And if you remember, I was teaching us about some things the other time, and I made mention of the fact that when you enter every nation, there are three things you need to know. Every nation will first have what we call A tower. Then it will have a name. Then it will have a wall or a fence. How many of us remember that? Good. Good. That is how your life is also supposed to be. Now, there is a reason why it is like that. Many, many, many years back, God encountered a man by name Moses, and he spoke to Moses that Moses, you are part of my children Israel. These people are in captivity, I want you to go and set them free. Now. Moses followed the voice of God, did everything. The people of Israel came out of Egypt. And once they were on their way to the promised land, a time came when God appeared to the people. And when God appeared, he appeared on a mountain. When the people saw how smoky the mountain had become and how the heat from the smoke had covered the mountain, they began to run away. And they told Moses to go and listen to the word of the Lord for them. Now, the word of the Lord told us that Moses got close to the mountain, and the Lord said, Enter into the mountain. Now, this was a mountain that God had descended upon in thick, dark smoke, such that you were not even seeing the mountain. The only thing you could see was the smoke. So Moses entered into the smoke. And when he entered into the smoke, God took him to heaven. Now, when God took Moses to heaven, in fact, Moses remained in the smoke on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, whilst Moses was with God in heaven, God showed him a lot of things in heaven. Now, when God took Moses to heaven, God showed Moses a city in heaven that is called Zion, write it down z-i-o-n Zion Zion good now when God showed Moses Zion he showed Moses how Zion had been built and he saw a wall around that city so when he read the book of Hebrews chapter 12 Verse 22 downwards, the word of the Lord told us that we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. It does not mean it is a mountain. Anytime God makes mention of mountain as in connection to him, himself, he's actually talking about a place, a dwelling place, a habitation. It is not necessarily a mountain like we know physically, not necessarily that. So the Bible says, who shall ascend to the mountain of the Lord except him that has purged himself from evil and all those kind of things? We are all on the mountain of the Lord. So it is a dwelling place where we, where we are. It is not necessarily a physical um, heightened stone. No. So understand that. So Mount Zion does not necessarily mean a physical um, mountain somewhere. Good. If you put that at the back of your mind, it will help you because many of us have heard of Daughter of Zion, Daughter of Zion. We have heard of Zion several times. In fact, when you go to the, the Rastafarian kind of, they speak much more of Zion than anything. And that's not my teaching this evening. We'll go, there. We'll go to the origin of um, Rasta- Rastafarian kind of things. The Lord will help us. Good. Now, when Moses entered into heaven and saw Zion, Zion is known as the city of God. The city of God. You remember in the book of Genesis chapter 11, the word of the Lord said, The earth was of one language and one speech. And the people decided to build a tower. Who stopped my reach to the heavens? They said, let us build a tower and a city. Who stopped my reach unto the heavens? So that we will get a name for ourselves. So I told you that in every country, the country in itself is the city. There must be a tower. And the tower is the supporting strength of that city the supporting strength of the city until there is a city and a tower no country will get a name put this at the back of your mind, because the name of a country is derived from the tower Are you following? Good. So the word of the Lord told us in the book of Proverbs chapter 10 Proverbs 18 verse 10 the Bible said the name of the Lord is a strong tower the righteous runneth into it. And he say, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So it is actually in towers that we get names. And a tower is a heightened place in a city. So when you go to the city of God, which is Zion, there is a tower. Now, when Moses saw these things, in fact, he saw Zion, with a wall around it. And when he saw Zion with walls around it, he saw that in the midst of the walls, there were gates. And when Moses counted the gates of Zion in heaven, they were ten in number. Then God spoke to Moses and said, That which you see, go to the earth and do the same. So that you will make a city for me on the earth that I the Lord will come and dwell therein with my people. So God gave Moses parameters, measurements, dimensions that when you are making the wall, build this 14 cubits, this 120, this, this, this. Make sure everything is done according to the pattern that you saw in the heavens because if there is any small mistake it cannot fuse with the zion that is in heaven and until it fuses perfectly my presence cannot dwell are you following so moses don't forget what we have said about it, because Zion had a wall around it and the walls, in between the walls were 10 gates, 10 gates. So anybody that wants to enter into Zion must pass through the gates. And I told you that the gates is a spiritual portal and a place of authority because there are certain people, certain beings, certain things that must not be allowed to pass through the gates. Thank you, Jesus. So when we read the book of Psalm 24, Psalm 24, verse 7, the Bible said, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, so gates have heads, and be ye lift up, ye everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Can I shock you by saying something? Good. I told you that the name of every country or city is derived from, an, from a tower. Mm? And the tower is the spiritual force and power that backs the city. So there are many cities, when you visit them, there is a river in that town or city that backs the town spiritually. So before you can destroy that city, you must first destroy the tower that is in the river. Because that is the spiritual place. That is where the gate of the city is found. So certain rivers in certain towns were made to protect the towns. I can't go further because some of you will start asking plenty of questions. Today I'm not here to see a lot of spiritual things like that. I will go there. I'm trying to let you have this understanding. When you read the book of Nahum, chapter 2, verse 6, Nahum, chapter 2, verse 6, Nahum, chapter 2, verse 6, listen to what the word of the Lord said. You can post it here if if you have it. I want to say something before we we get there. The Bible says the river gates are open and the palace melts away. Look at that. The river gate. So the river has a gate. And when the gates of the rivers are open, what happens? The palace in the city is dissolved. The King James says that the gates of the river shall be opened and the palace shall be dissolved. So you go to a certain city. If you want to destroy the city. You have to decode where the gate of the city is because that is the place of authority. If you can't conquer the gate, you can't conquer the city. So there are certain countries, certain towns, you cannot destroy them until you go and decode where the gate of that city is found and destroy the gate. I remember there was a certain king in the town very wicked very wicked and he had decided that he was just killing people to prolong his life then the people were dying in the city they just wanted to kill the man but there was nothing that was killing him you shoot him he will come back Then an anointed man of God entered the city and began to pray and the Lord showed him that this man, if you want to kill him, it is not by shooting. Something must be done. The Lord opened the eyes of the prophet and told him to go to the deep forest in that town. There is a certain big tree that has been planted in the middle of the forest. When the man gets there, he should just shout. And the man should get six other people making seven. When they get there, they should surround the tree and shout on top of their advance. Something will happen. Now, the man of God took six pastors with him. They went in, they moved, they stood around the, the tree. They shouted. Immediately the tree began to shake. It began to shake. They kept on shouting, they kept on shouting. Then the tree fell down. Tree, big tree like that. And when the tree fell, they just thanked God. On. And once they were going to the city, they heard noise that the king is dead. <laughs> People were celebrating because this was a wicked king. So you see, not everybody can be killed like that. Because the gate, which is the controlling figure of some people's destinies, you can't, if you can't decode it, you can't kill them. So, some people are keeping watch over their gates. Are you following? good. So put that at the back of your mind. That is why I always talk about the nation Ghana that we are in trouble. Many people don't know. When we look at the tower of the nation Ghana and you look at our name, something has changed. We have ch- we have fallen. We have twisted the destiny of the nation. But, uh, I'm telling you, In fact, we are not supposed to be called Ghana. Because if you look at the word Ghana and you go deep into the original meaning of the word Ghana, Ghana means a marketplace. A marketplace. Now, as if it is a good thing, but let me say something. If you come to Ghana, There is a place in Ghana that if we don't take care, that place alone is speaking of how Ghana is trying to become. And that place is called Kaswa, which also means a marketplace. Now, when you look at the place Kaswa and the kind of life going on there, you can see that the future of this nation is being played just like that. Those that have eyes to see have seen, and those that know know. So, we are living in a country where they have changed a lot of things. That is not my message. If you go and ask your grandfathers, what is the meaning of Kaswa? They will tell you, Kaswa means market. And Ghana also means market. So we are actually sitting here and we don't know what is happening. And listen, anytime there will be trouble in this nation that is so heavy, that is where it will start from. Kaswa. Let me talk about what the Lord has given to me. So now, we are talking about the gates of Zion. I told you that the gates of Zion is actually the place of authority. Well, <laughs> well, if you want me to talk about that, if I start talking about that, I will cry. But the things I've seen and still, the way things of oh God should have mercy on account you. See, and maybe one of these days I told you there is something God is trying to do, and if we all yield our hearts, the Lord will help us. Because what is trying to happen if Ghana does not rise to pray, if Ghana does not pray, and instead of The nation and the leaders to come together, join hands, that the priest will take the matter of Ghana before the Lord. Then, when we bring the matters before God, God will now also listen to them and speak to us through his prophets. We are living in a nation where they are telling prophets not to prophesy, they are telling prophets to give evidence of the spiritual prophecy they have given. And he said, Oh, so I'm seeing that something is trying to happen here give an evidence foolishness anytime i talk about this i get angry you want me to give an evidence for something spiritual are you okay what's wrong with you i get angry anytime i'm talking about this that you have prophesied that something is going to happen in this time you give an evidence what where am i going to get the evidence from Even if I get it, it is is something spiritual. Do you have the eyes to see? Do you have the eyes to see? So the thing will happen you say Ah, It means once I was prophesying it, I had an agenda to make it happen. So I was the one that caused it. They will come and arrest you. We have not seen anything yet. This thing has never happened in the history of the nation. And we have started it now. People are clapping for him. And he thinks he has done well. Let me end here. Only God knows what He will do. Oh, let me tell you, this is see where we have got into. It's not the matter that we, oh God show Him mercy, God show the people mercy, God. <laughs> there's no mercy matter. And I said we leave everything to God. Amen. Okay, let me move forward then. So we are talking about the gates of Zion. The gates of Zion. And I told us. Oh, if only you see how Ghana is in the spirit as a woman, pregnant and still crying. She had bypassed the nine months that she's supposed to deliver. She's still pregnant, looking tattered in the spirit and she's crying. And we are still here, leaders chopping money, just say, nonsense things. and give $7 million to footballers to, co- to go and play ball. Hospitals are left, ab- they are just abandoned, people are dying. What is wrong with you? What, what? What is wrong? As if they don't think. Sometimes when you sit down to think about how these leaders are trying to rule the mission, you just don't know how they got there. You see, see, many people who are in the political field will also not understand believers, but when they also get there, they will start believing like them. That is why we need to understand that the problem of this nation is not about an advice. You can't advise anybody on that seat. I'm telling you, it is not about advice. No matter what we see, it will not change them. Something spiritual is going on. The man that sat on the seat that was so connected to God that go through his head could have done something good for the nation. They killed him once he was on the seat. They killed him. They killed the man. Let me tell you this. You see. If your assignment is much more individualistic, you will not understand what you are saying. You know, go back. You no know, go back. I'm telling you. But if your assignment is national and you begin to pray and God puts that burden in your. Mouth, I'm telling you. You will cry for the nation. I'm telling you, you will cry. May the Lord help us. So we have a lot of people who are not intercessors. They don't care. They don't care about the nation. Once they are getting their salary, every month, once their family is fine, they are taking good care of their wives, their children, uh, fine. If you are dying, die. It is me and my family only. So you see, we have become too selfish in this nation. The so the nurse that is supposed to take care of 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 what? When she gets there, she's thinking of herself, not the, the person that is sick. You see, everybody is thinking of him or herself. So if you get to a place where you become a little bit handicapped, you might die because there are no helpers. Again in the room. once you need help, small. You have to lift up your eyes towards the hills. Because that is where your help will come from. I'm telling you. Yeah. Somebody will come and beat you. You go and report the case to the police. Oh, stop. 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 It won't go anywhere. That is that's how, that's the level that the nation has got into. Right now, people to have planned. If we get a thief... We won't wait for police to come because we know if we give this guy to the police, within 30 minutes we will still see him walking about. Is he not going to continue with the armed robbery? So, when we catch a thief, we will kill him right there. So, men have taken justice into their own hands. Meanwhile, there are enforcers of the law that are supposed to enforce the law. You want to talk about this one? You can assemble all the people there. You can do this. This is what you are supposed to do. Who told you they are not being taught? Hmm? All these serious trainings, what do they learn over there? They learn their work, but when they come to the field, they do something different. There is a wind blowing. There is a wind. And that wind must be captured. And the only people that can capture that wind are the intercessors. The priests over the nations, and these priests cannot fulfill their assignment without the prophets. So if you shut the mouth of your prophets, it means you want to shatter your mission. That is why I'm telling you this and I'm saying it again. You see the evil things that have started in Ghana just this year, this month yeah. I've seen the evil things, how can an explosion destroy a whole town? What did we do? We, we entered into January, law accidents. The, the, the news were just flowing like something. What? Because the people that are supposed to stand in intercession for the nation, we are telling them to keep quiet. So even when they see, they will not see. When it happens, as a nation, we will know. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. I feel sad and ready for the nation. But I know that as we continue there, the Lord will help us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Alright, so... Moses returned from heaven and he gathered the children of Israel and told them, When I went to heaven for 40 days and 40 nights, this is what the Lord showed me. The Lord showed me heaven as a city known as Zion. And I saw a wall around Zion. When I entered into Zion, it's a big city. Where this and this and this and this and this were all found there this is what the lord told us that we should carry out an assignment where we are going to build exactly what he showed me so you the the levite you are going to do this you too, you are going to do this you too, you are going to do this then we started so they built the city on the earth And God was coming to the city to visit them. But any time they do wrong things, any time they worship other gods, there were were instances where the children of Israel, the whole land of Israel, divided into two. And we read it the other time. When the twelve tribes of Israel divided into two, So we had 10 tribes on one side and only 2 tribes on the other side. The 10 tribes were found on the northern sector. And the the other 2 tribes were found on the southern sector. So we had the tribe of Judah and Benjamin on the southern part. Then the rest. So we had to get 2 kings. So the 10 tribes that were found on the north, they named themselves Israel. And the two tribes, Judah and Benjamin, that were found on the southern part, also named themselves Judah. So now, the kingdom had divided into two, Israel and Judah. Israel will have one, will have their king, and Judah will also have their king. So you remember, even David, before he became the the king of Israel, he was once anointed to be the king of Judah. Good. Now, with this understanding, it will help you. Because most of the times when we read scriptures, the kings of the northern sector who had the ten tribes, would always bring other gods and worship with them. They will, they will bring other gods. And remember one of the kings of the northern sector known as Ahab went to marry a woman by name Jezebel. And Jezebel brought in other gods, and the people of Israel began to worship that god. Then God got angry. So anytime God gets angry, when because the people are worshiping other gods, God will have them in the heart of another nation to come and take all the Israelites into slavery. And mostly before they can understand that, the entire Israel was a city. That God showed Moses. So Moses had built the city and had built a wall around it with 10 gates as he saw in the heavens. So before this, this country that God has had in their heart to come and carry the Israelites into slavery, before they can enter the city, they must first break their gates. Because, and when I told you also that in the walls we had the towers. So, on top of the tower, there will be a personality that will sit there and watch. So, when the people that are in the towers are at their places, they can see over the whole city and beyond. So, when they see that a different country is trying to attack, they will sound an alarm. And most of the time, it is a bell. So, when we go to churches like Methodist and those um, ancient churches, we have a certain like a tower and a bell. Where you use a rope, you push it to the right, it will hit it. You push it to the left, it will hit it. How many of us have seen that? I know many of us have seen that. Good. So that is how it used to be in the times of old. So when the people at the topmost part see that a different country is coming to conquer them based on their movement, they will sound their alarm. At the moment the alarm is sounded, the soldiers will get ready. They will first come and stand at the back of the gate and prevent them from coming. But before they do that, they will send other soldiers. So they will first open the gate for the soldiers known as the front liners to go and fight the country. Then the others will stand at the back of the gate and stop. to, In case they conquer the front liners, the others will also stand at the gate and prevent them from entering. So at that point, the other country coming from the other side will come and be in a clash with those inside the city. So they are all pushing the gate. One is pushing to enter. One is also pushing to prevent the other from entering. So that place of the gate becomes a strong place where somebody is trying to take dominion. So once the gate is broken, the people will enter into the, the city. And destroy the whole people so it happened that the children of israel sinned against god again and god had in the heart of a different nation to come and carry them into slavery now when this happened that this that country came with full force and most of the times they do it in the night whilst others are asleep then they overtake them so they broke into the city of Israel, destroyed a lot of things, destroyed their walls, the gates, set them on fire and carried everybody into slavery. Now, whilst they were in slavery in that country, the one of the Lord said, one young man sat down one time and he began to read through the books and understood that this is what happened. He was still in slavery. So he decided to go and see the king. You are a slave, but you want to go and see the king that that you are a slave under. And when he went to the king, he said, "King, I want to go and rebuild the walls and the gates of Jerusalem. And the Bible said, because of the favor God gave to him, the king... That was ruling over them said, Fine, you can go. I'm even going to give you the cedars of Lebanon. I'm going to write letters. Some people will come and help you build the cities. And that was the young man Nehemiah. Nehemiah. So the whole book of Nehemiah actually speaks of when the children of Israel were going back to rebuild the walls and the gates of the city of Israel. Now, when we read the book of Nehemiah, chapter 3, the Nehemiah actually, by the influence of the Spirit of God, commanded specific people to build specific gates, very 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 important, he commanded specific people to build specific gates. So when you read the book of Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 1, the word of the Lord said, Then Elisha, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and they builded the sheep gates. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it. Even unto the tower of Mea, they sanctified it unto the tower of Hananiel. Now. How many gates did I say were found in Zion? Ten gates. Good. So I'm going to list all the gates and we are going to take them one by one and explain into details and how it relates to the life of the believer now. Very, very powerful. Now, the first gate. It's called the sheep gate. Sheep, sheep, sheep. say a boy sheep again. S H E E P. The sheep gate. So you can start writing them. The sheep gate. The second gate is called the fish gate. Fish, fish. F I S H. The fish gate. The third gate is called the old gate. O-L-D. Old. Old gate. The fourth gate is called the valley gate. Valley. Valley. B-A-L-L-E-Y The Valley Gate The fifth gate is called the Dang Gate Dang, like cow dang D-U-N-G D-U-N-G Let me all hear me please so first gate the sheep gate second gate the fish gate third gate the old gate fourth gate the valley gate fifth gate the dung gate okay the sixth gate is called the fountain gate we all can remember fountain gate chapel the fountain gate The 7th gate is called the water gate. Water. Water. So w A T E R. Water. Okay, good. The eighth gate is called the horse gate. Horse, Uncle Horse H O R S E. The ninth gate is called the east gate. East, north, south, east, and west. So, east, east gate. And the last gate is called the Mifkat gate Mifkat M I P H K A D Mifkat M M M like man Yeah. Mifkat gate so the sheep gate, the fish gate, the old gate, the valley gate, the dam gate, the fountain gate, the water gate, the horse gate, and the, the east gate and the Mefkat gate. Good. Now, so I'm going to make mention of only two gates this evening. I'll touch on only two gates if time permits me. Then I'll take some few questions. God willing, tomorrow we are going to continue. All right, now the sheep gate. The sheep gate. Now, if you go to Israel and look at the city of Zion and look at the sheep gate, the sheep gate was close to the sheep market. The sheep market. The sheep market. And close to the sheep market is where. The pool of Bethesda is found. So, when we read the book of John, chapter 5, verse 2, John, chapter 5, verse 2, the Bible said, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. Mm. (laughs) Abalakatias. So for now, we are talking about Zion. Zion is the city of the living God. So even a human being, before you can enter into Zion, the first gate you must enter is the sheep gate. Why sheep gate? Because sheep actually speaks of a type of animal that obeys. That is why anytime you read the Bible, anywhere sheep is found, the Bible makes mention of their ability to hear and obey. So when you read the book of John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. And anytime there is a sheep, there must be a shepherd. The shepherd is the one that rules over the sheep. Are you following? Can you hear me please? Somebody said can't hear. Can you hear me please? Good. Good. So when you look at when you look at the lifestyle of a sheep, a sheep actually speaks of one that has been saved, fresh. Anytime. A person gets saved, he becomes a sheep. He becomes a sheep of a shepherd and that shepherd is the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you all hear me, please? Good. So, a sheep. The reason why you must become a sheep is that until you become a sheep of the Lord, you cannot fulfill what God has set ahead of you to do. But please, can you all hear me? Somebody saying network problem. Is it from my side or the person's side? Let me know so that. Okay then, Sheila, check your, your your network. If it doesn't work, maybe after here you can go and download the the whole sermon. And God bless you. Alright, God bless you. So in our journey to God, you must first be saved. And that dimension of the first level of salvation is when you become a sheep. But understand that you are coming from the outside into Zion. So the first gate you must enter through is called the sheep gate. But before you can enter into the sheep gate, there is a pool. There is a pool. And that pool is called the pool of Bethesda. Oh, I love this. So, okay, right after you, the moment you enter into the ship gate to salvation, you come across the pool. It is known as the pool of Bethesda. Where the Bible said it has five porches, And this is the pool that the Bible said. At specific moments, angels will come and stare at it so that he who will fall into it first will be healed of every infirmity. So, once you enter into the ship gate, which speaks of your salvation, then you must be baptized. You must be baptized in the pool. So, the pool of Bethesda speaks of baptism. Are you following Good Now Let's stay here and understand some few things Why should you become a sheep? And why is it that our shepherd Who helped us in our salvation assignment Was also called a lamb Now the lamb actually speaks of the young offspring of a sheep so a lamb is a sheep that is young that is what it means automatically so there's a song that says who could have thought that a lamb can save the lives of men that a lamb can save the lives of men and the most amazing part of this is that the lamb that is why the Bible says that from the foundations of the world, when John entered into heaven and saw Jesus, he did not see Jesus as the man. He saw him as a lamb. And that lamb that he saw said he was slain. That means he had been killed and blood had come out. And the blood of the lamb was used as the foundations of the world. So, before you can even get saved, your salvation must be on the foundation of the blood. Because there is something peculiar about the blood of sheep. Mm. There is something peculiar. Now, every animal that has blood has a certain kind of blood. because. The blood of all animals are not the same. When we look at our human life, you, your physical body, when we draw your blood out of you as a human being, the animal that your blood is so close to, the animal whose blood is like the human blood, can I make mention of that animal? Look, the animal whose blood is exactly like the human being is the pig. P-I-G. Pig. Prayer you like, go and check. So when you go to South Africa, when a human being needs blood urgently and they are not getting it, they can go and draw blood from the pig and give it to their mouth. This actually tells you how human life is. You remember in the book of Mark chapter 5, when demons were casted out of that young man, the demons entered into the pigs, the swine. So, as you are, your blood as a human being already is calling for demons. That is why I will be telling you this and I will say it again, that you were not made to be a human being. Somebody said, no wonder they planted the heart of a pig for a man who said, exactly. And look at a pig, and look at the lifestyle of a pig. You clean it right now, within two seconds, they will go and make themselves dirty. That is how human beings are. Until. (laughs) Somebody said, that's why they have started using pig's kidney for humans. Exactly. When you look at the way the pig is, the pig actually looks like a human being. So when you look at the behavior of a pig, that is how the behavior of human beings are. Hey! That is why I've been telling you, that God never made us to be humans. (laughs) Mm. So if God did not make us to be humans, who should we become? That is why when you get saved, You are supposed to live the lifestyle of a pig and begin to grow. But once you live the lifestyle of a pig, you enter into the lifestyle of a certain animal called the sheep. Now, the blood of a sheep is very unique. When you enter into the study of sheep, you understand that sheep have seven kinds, or let me say seven blood groups, unlike human beings, you have a we have B, we have AB, and we have O. We have just four. The rest is just the resource factor, either positive or negative. We have four blood groups as human beings. When we go into the sheep, we have seven. Can you all hear me, please? Did you all hear what I said? good. So the sheep, sheep have seven black groups. Now when we come to medical laboratory sites medical laboratory sites when maybe somebody is having rashes or maybe there's somebody showing symptoms of a certain condition and they are suspecting a certain microorganism. They don't conclude quickly because they must check if indeed that which they are suspecting is the one there they will take a blood sample from the the, the patient or the victim when they take that blood sample they must get something they call a medium and when they get that medium they will put a drop of that blood they have taken from the person on that medium and they will leave it at a good place of storage at a certain um, specific temperature for some days. Then, if what they are suspecting is there within that period, that what they are suspecting will grow on that medium. So the medium has all the nutrients that that microorganism wants. It is known as exactly, it is known as, They are known as blood ages. Actually, when you go to medical laboratory science, they are known as blood culture. That is how the whole process is called. Blood culture. There are many of you who have taken your wards to hospital and they say we need to do a blood culture so we must take time before we get the results and this and that. Many of you did not understand. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to detect the specific microorganism. And do you know? that 99.9% of these blood ages or the medium through which they, they actually grow the microorganism they are, they are made of sheep blood sheep blood that means that the blood of a sheep carries every nutrient you need to grow And the most beautiful thing about the blood of a sheep is that it is used as as something that stops the venom of snakes. If I go and check, when a snake bites a sheep, it does not die quickly, like the pig and the others. The moment the venom or the poisonous substance enters into the sheep, the blood of the sheep will produce antibodies, like soldiers, that will come and engulf that poisonous substance, to a point where they will fight it and kill it, so it is either the sheep will, will tear, like tears will come out of the eyes or the nose, and that which you will be seeing is actually the poisonous substance still coming out. After a few minutes, the, goat, the, the sheep will rise and walk freely as if nothing happened. So most of the anti drugs that are given or administered to people that have been bitten by snakes were made from sheep blood. No wonder this blood, no wonder Jesus is known as the Lamb of the Lord Jesus, of God, that his blood is saving us. Wow! So the enemy is the serpent that bit us. So Jesus had to die so that his blood will now be the anti-venom that will take away the venom that the serpent had bitten us with, so that we can be free. Now, after we have been free, we are still we still remain sheep. And I told you that one main assignment of the sheep is the ability of the sheep to hear the master's voice. So the first attack. Of every bot that is saved that the enemy will release against that person is the ability of the person to hear the voice of God. Because once you hear, so long as you are a sheep, you will be. If you are not a sheep, then you are a goat. And we all know the lifestyle of goats. You want to take the goat to just you are trying to pull it to your room small. <laughs> what it will do. <laughs> Some of you are not a I know what I have. I'm coming there. Somebody didn't want me to see this, but I've said it. Someone said, especially the head. <laughs> When you finish eat, eating, right, then you tell the good to come and save you from all your sins.
2: I the
1: spirit of the Lord upon you following? My son, so you have you have goat meat in the fridge. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Do I decree what I want to declare? Alright. God bless us and keep all of us strong. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Alright. I think today that's what and that's where time will permit us to, to get to. So we just spoke only about the ship gate, but I think I've, I've laid a foundation that will help all of us. So right now, you have been saved, you have been baptized. And I understand that close to the um, the ship gate, there is the ship market, and if you move a little bit forward, there is a place close to the market that is where things are bent and I'm going to explain it's called they burn things there and it can be corresponded to the brazen altar in the temple so once you get saved you become a sheep the Lord Jesus is your shepherd you get baptized you have the ability to hear his voice so you follow him whatever he tells you to do is what you do then when you get to a certain point you will sacrifice you will sacrifice and that place of sacrifice is where they bring you to the brazen altar so you get saved you can't still be bragging about your medical food that you went to it means your, your salvation is not proper. So many of you still do that. Do you know who I am? Do you know the person you are talking to? Go and ask. Go to Temer General Hospital. When you go there, ask of Dr. Hashimari. They will tell you. Do you know who you are talking with? Stupid boy. Do you know? <laughs> uh-huh, see? So, you brag <laughs> in what you are in the nature. You are still young. Be very careful because if you are like that, You are so, you can't be sacrificed. Because on that altar of sacrifice, you sacrifice everything that you think you are, that you boast of. Now, when you move from that altar, (laughs) you look like an empty barrier. Nothing is in you. That is when your gaze will only be on the one you are following. Because if the one you are following is the only one you know that can give you food you forget about the plenty food you had in the house because you have given everything and you you stay your focus on the one that you are following Somebody sent me a message. Somebody said, prophetic wizard, my God. Satowusu so is a spirit. Just have a surprise moment. Take your time. <laughs> I don't know who this person is. Somebody said, I'm a wizard. Did I process the matter to court? I told you this week you are going to receive divine surprises in the name of Jesus. May the Lord open your doors eh? people will surprise. You will be shocked. Mm. I'm praying for somebody who will get a card this week in the mighty name of Jesus. It will come as a surprise. You will not understand. The Lord will release it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Alright, the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong. So today we spoke about the sheep gate. God willing, tomorrow we are going to continue from the sheep gate and the other dimensions of the gate. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Please remember that we are going to meet at exactly 11.30pm GMT. We are going to pray and cross over into the month of February. February must obey the voice of the Lord. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. We will settle things in the month of you in I'm telling you, whatever God has written and inscribed for your destiny, we will make sure it manifests through tonight's prayer. So please, make sure you join us. The Lord bless you. If you want to support the work of God, the number is 240 Keep supporting God's work. The Lord is going to be a great blessing to your life. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the name of the Lord Jesus. We shall meet at exactly 11.30. Please don't be late so that you don't come and stand at the back
2: of the door.
1: Lord bless you. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye.